What the hell we got here? Some kind of public access show or something? DPS Report! Won't you bring four of your friends Feeling on each other and sipping on hand One thing leading to another Let the party begin I got that bomb ass pussy I don't know what the fuck you just said, little kid But you're special, man Hello, everybody <laughs> And welcome to another installment of the TPS Reports podcast <laughs> And we bonk, and we bonk <laughs> You brought back the <laughs> Man, put a G in the th- man that takes me back to that. I know the last time I heard <laughs> that that one simple word made careers on Vine. You know, uh, how's, how's everybody doing out there? <laughs> I hope you all had a weekend. Yeah, we were chilling at the Holiday Inn. We were chilling at the Holiday Inn. Some bomb ass pussy. I got yo. that bomb ass <laughs> pussy. No, I'm sorry, that's not right. Uh yeah, we got a. Uh, we just got back from our first shows of the whole fucking summer, pretty much. And, uh, yeah, it was terrific. Uh, no help to... We played no. one other show this summer. Right. Right. <laughs> Wait. Right. Um, yeah, three shows. We played Baltimore with Wax, Jarv, and the Grilled Lincolns. Pow, 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 um, And then we were in Medford. I don't know why I'm going through the list like we've been promoting the last few weeks. It turns out Medford, New Jersey is, is like a, this quaint, tiny little old Americana town with like one main road yeah. that everything is on, including the venue that we're playing at, the venue, the brewery. So we pull up. And it's play music annual play music on the porch day Everybody's in Medford, New Jersey. music on the porch. And like it all bleeds together. No, unless you're walking right by it. You're you're hearing like four different band bleed over because right. everyone has a porch. It's a and mile all long strip of the main road, and every shop has some seventy year old man playing Eric Clapton songs on an acoustic guitar for four people. Yeah, we just knew it wasn't our demo. So, so we roll up, and then uh, in addition to that, there's food trucks lining the whole street. So there's just big fat blobs eating mac and cheese, <laughs> and then we're just looking around at all this like, what the. Fuck are we doing here? I made several references to how I would welcome death before another minute alive. Like at that I know point. <laughs> this isn't what it was, but we're observing. We're walking around this town like fat autistic guy playing Eric Clapton songs is my opener. You know, like I'm part of play music on the. It porch wasn't day. just that too. I thought it was going to be a bunk show with no fans, and it was like following up Baltimore, which is like with Wax and Jarve and this like pretty much sold out. Yeah. Uh, we gotta stop saying pretty much sold out. We sell shit out, even dude. when it's pretty much sold out. We can just say it's sold out. They don't know. Yeah, um, but it was. I don't know. Everything was leading up to it. Just like, dude, this is gonna be one of those fucking disastrous gigs. And then uh, it, it wasn't. And you, you tried to do what I always try to do when you're flipping out and having a bad time and saying let's kill ourselves right before we got to go perform with energy and positivity, which was like, which is, which is, tell me that this is the sign. 
This is the telltale sign that it will be a good show. Well, the fact that we're going into it this miserable, thinking it's going to be such a bust, is the foreshadowing this. that it will be good. And I was like, I don't care, dude. We've spoken on this before, and it, it, it booking guys fired, dude. I don't care. <laughs> it does happen, <laughs> and it's it has to be organic. We can't try. Yeah. But there seems to be this formula where we get booked in some odd place, and we get there early, and we go. We spend an hour in the car commiserating. Where are we in our careers? What did I do with my life? I need a nap. Why didn't I get a real job? There's no time for a nap. And I then have it, to go rap. It winds up... I'm rapping right now. Yeah, you know, we bring out. We wind up bringing out a bunch of kids, and yeah. it winds up being a fun-ass time. I was I assuming it would an, be all old people that weren't there and didn't want to yeah, hear our I'm shit. I'm looking at all the blobs eating out of the food trucks like, <laughs> this is my audience tonight. Yeah. And... Um, and to their credit, all of the just the the Medford locals, there were a, a number of people, just like old folks. They loved us, they, dude. They loved. They ate us up. I noticed a guy fucking filming during bars, and I ran up on his phone and said, uh, "My dick's hard. Discharge and reload." Like I yelled it in some seven-year-old yeah! guy's face. Wow. <laughs> um, no, I thought it was going to be one of those background music gigs where we're doing what we do for a living, and, right. and everyone's like, "Oh God, there's why is it so loud in here?" Trying tonight? to enjoy my dinner. fucking karaoke night of no, that original was the songs. Night. I don't want to hear. Um, no, but everybody, uh, I don't know, our fans fucking kick ass. It was a better turnout than I thought. Yeah, even people that weren't there necessarily. There's always I don't know, a, big fans supported this element of like in, in that situation. I'm so defeated as part of it that I like don't care. I performed that night in my boxer shorts, <laughs> and we just had fun. We were like, you brought the fart machine with you. Some guy went to the bathroom, and I held the mic against the door while you were doing the... Dude, it was hysterical. I was on the floor laughing. Bit crushed. <laughs> I don't know if it did. It did with me. But it, it's like, it, we can only conjure up those loose vibes from those hell gigs of like... What am I doing with my life? The only way I can get past that is just to have fun. Yeah, it's like the Woody and Allen formula. The like, what is it? Comedy is tragedy plus time or something. <laughs> I was feeling tragedy tragic. plus right now. <laughs> right now is tragic, and let's have fun with it. The night before in Baltimore, sold out. Wax and Jarve on the bill. It is a better show. I had more fun in Medford. And we well, that's because the there's no pressure at all well the pressure was for me at least was like and i know we can do it but i was like in medford oh, yeah this is we have insane. to play two hours stupid you know and i'm like normally we'll play stupid. we played 45 minutes in baltimore so it's like we gotta play like three times as much and i don't know i'm just like i guess Not i wasn't like, looking forward to that but it was great because in baltimore too there wasn't any time like we we planned some songs we're kind of trying to freshen up the set that we've been playing too like right. when we were touring last year we're not right. trying to do the same exact shit nope so we're mixing it up not yep. that we were you know, that the people of Baltimore heard it or care or whatever. It's just for us. It's like we can't just stay doing the same, you know, rigmarole of a set. And it was, uh, Jesus. <laughs> um, when you're trying to freshen up your set, there's no time to like correct for it if it's not going well in a 45 minute set. It's like by the time you realize maybe this song selection isn't what the fans are right. looking for, it's like we don't, we only have like, 20 minutes left and we got to shouldn't have spent six minutes playing any luck yeah <laughs> in its entirety all four hooks <laughs> but no it's like the two hours set the next night is not daunting was, that's the thing is there's time to like if something's like there's more time to ask the fans what they want to hear and right. honor those requests and then remember things we forgot like oh dude we just dropped a junkyard album we're gonna play some new shit like we just uh having the two hours ended up being like again i'm 
dreading it like it's going to be too much and we're going to like kind of fumble even. our way through we it we can we can perform for four hours if we had to i'd get them 10 thank god we never have to yeah it's more of like that what's daunting is i feel after one hour i look around a room like am i boring anyone everyone <laughs> i'm looking into a myself mirror. <laughs> i am aren't i <laughs> all we've been doing this whole time is like shouting 32 bar verses with obscure do. movie references. So That's after what we do. an hour, I'm like, you're all standing here. I don't know. How you guys it? like this? <laughs> you guys like me? Are you guys really in for another hour? Um, well, and Baltimore, excuse me, Baltimore was a lot of fun, but uh, it was our first show in three months. So I just personally, I felt a little stiff. And uh, we brought Jarv out for Too Slow, which we proceeded to all biff me worst of all. I just like, first time in years, I sort of like just blanked at the end of a verse. I was like looking around like, no, it's not coming back to me. Yeah, there was some uh, sort of... Uh, but like, it's it's fun too. Like This happened last year when we were touring with Jarv. Like, he comes on stage, and now we're playing grab ass, and we're just fucking off. And I think it's the music suffers, but boy, are we having fun. Right. <laughs> so that happened, and then... Um, uh, I played the wrong instrumental for Bag It Up right after that. We brought Wax out. And this it was, guy beating himself up. Dude, all I was pissed. I, Nobody like, noticed. Well, it's because I caught it. Uh, either way, I like planned. It was the first time ever Wax spit his verse. Right. We tried this, this song one time in the past with Wax in San Diego. And it just uh, Wax And was, he did on that what you did on Too Slow. <laughs> yeah. He so that didn't count. Looked around the room. Uh, did a bunch of Wax ad-libbing. Ow. Ow. So we prepared this time. And uh, I just instinctually, because Term and I will play Bag It Up all the time without yeah. Wax. So that's a different number in my beat pad than the one with Wax. And I'm like, well too slow is done and now it's time for wax so i, I hit the old fucking pad right. and didn't realize that until wax is rapping and there's that little like in a bag scratch outro going on over his verse and i was like oh motherfucker it's Even gonna that, end early i didn't notice i didn't notice until like halfway through and then i was like fuck dude i hit the wrong one which means it's gonna end early so i sw like right in the nick of time i switch pads to where i have just like a kick and a snare. Right. I just have a couple of loose drum tones. So, so when, natural. I was so like, when it ended, he meant to do that I through like, and through. I played out the last four bars, but I, like in, internally, I was like, you fucking idiot. Not only did you just butcher too slow, but now you brought out Wax for the first time since the song was recorded like almost 12 years ago, and you fucked it by hitting the wrong note or the wrong button. So when the show was over, uh, yeah, I walked backstage and like kicked the equipment case. I was, Motherfucker! I had no I idea what you were and mad about. Apparently, nobody had any other. We're like, that was cool that you did when that. When you came in with the drum pad thing, I was just like, oh, wow, cool idea, Matt. You nailed it. <laughs> what a great improv. No, I, I said, hey, Wax, sorry about that. I didn't mean to hit the fucking one where it ended early. And he's like, oh, Sam, you did that on purpose? I thought that was intentional. That was awesome. And I was like, right. Yeah, did I, right. did I say, I'm sorry? I meant you're welcome. And um, you're smelcom. Thank you, Wax. So I, my point being, Baltimore was a, a tad stiff, and then the next night we just felt loose from that, and we had more time to, I don't know, play the stuff that people wanted to hear. So it was great. Right. I think there was a, just like a weird nervous energy. Not playing for three months, I don't think is totally it. No, not totally. But like, for, I, I'm personally speaking, I know not playing for three months. I have a different it's feeling nice to on have stage. A, a Tune-up show before the sold-out one. After a three-month break? Yeah, by the time we got to Pittsburgh, this was only a three-night run. And by the time by we got to Pittsburgh... By the time we got to Pittsburgh... And by the way, we we were going on stage around like... Uh, it was about 9.20, and I asked, hey, what time do we have to be off? And then the guy said 10.30. And I said, can I go a little longer? It's like, I did two hours last night. 70 minutes is like 
we'll play more than that for our fans. So we may, maybe we played like 80 minutes. Right. And it felt like it was no pressure. I felt a little pressure in Baltimore just because I felt like out of practice. Right. You know, I felt unrehearsed, even though we did rehearse. But there's no better rehearsal than like the show the night before. Like you just know because you're like, oh, I did this last night, dude. I can do this again tonight. Uh, I didn't have that feeling for Baltimore. I didn't do it last night. I hadn't done it for three months. Yeah. We spoke uh, briefly last week about um, losing a pal of ours. And, oh, um, I kind of overlooked that, too. The Baltimore show fell on the same day as the services, which we were kind of forced to miss. Yeah. And I think that was also somewhat playing in the back of our minds. It definitely was. We I, were getting I can't believe I forgot to even friends like, and take that into consideration. I was like trying ignoring to block out emotional shit in our brains while, you know, performing. It caught up to me the next morning uh, at the Airbnb while Jarv witnessed me crying. I was like, damn it, I'm gay now. <laughs> I'm gay. <laughs> no, you're not. You just don't. Damn it. Then I hugged my friend to console him. So now I'm gay. You want to be gay? <laughs> Fine. Um,. <laughs> it was yeah. I forgot. Yeah, I think Friday that, was a little rough. I think that contributed to the kind of like nervous anxiety that it maybe did. we both walked on stage. I which, thought uh, with we, which went away after a few songs, but those first couple songs, I was very in my head. True, and uh, we just knew that we weren't going to be able. And by the way, we've been home for three fucking months. Yeah, and then the one day, the first day we're out of town happens to be like the services for our friend who just died. Right, and we were like, of course, of course, it's the first day we're not home. All summer. It's the one day I'm I'm praying it isn't. Exactly. So we had that energy going. Uh, you know, yeah, a lot of texts from friends and just emotional shit. And while we were on stage, <coughs> I remember at one point I was thinking like, should I like? I won't do it too early, but maybe I want to say something like, we lost a friend and whatever. You know, put your drinks up, just anything. Because I, I I've always said how like just if I have something on my mind, I like to say it into the mic, even if it doesn't kill or whatever. Like uh. Like when we were in San Diego and I had a milkshake before the set and I like couldn't right. move because I thought I was going to shit my pants. Right. But what I said like after song one, I was like, by the way, you guys, I fucking had a milkshake before this. I think I'm going to shit on the stage. So don't mind me if I'm not yeah. jumping up and down. But now that it's out of my yeah. head, now that this dirty secret of my discomfort is in the air, it's like, well, now I can sort of personally move on because right. I'm not like hiding this discomfort. So I'm like, maybe I'll I'll put this out there. And then didn't, you know, because I didn't want to fucking fall apart on stage either. But yeah, that sucked. I gave him a little tribute uh, to, to pep the crowd up when we came out. I said, make some noise if you love your mama. <laughs> yeah. This is something our buddy Jason did years ago at a festival. Uh, first of all, it was on Def Comedy Jam that he stole it from no, no. a comedian. Jason came up with this. He did not. <laughs> it was stolen. Well, we, were, we were camping in the woods with thousands of other hippies years ago at a music festival and and Jason went, make some noise if you love your mama. And the whole woods erupted. It was awesome. Yeah. And then he goes, make some noise if your daddy ain't shit. And the whole woods even erupted louder than that. Right. That was a that was a really good bit that that black comedian <laughs> originated. But yeah, that's all we did as kids. We would just watch something funny and quote it for the rest of our lives. That's like what we're doing now. <laughs> you know, so he was part of that core group, too. Um but yeah, that was that was one. I don't know. It was a lovely moment. Thorn in our side of, of last moment. Friday. Uh, what was I going to say too? Oh, and then in Medford, there was a guy there that looked exactly like our dead friend. Yes. So like, I'm. Perf- I swear to God, I got like a little like. Uh, I meant a to little say vacant. something before we started performing because I saw every him. time I, I'd have to look away from this guy because I was like, dude, I'm going to like. I have went a to get breakdown on stage right now. Yeah, just stage before. the floor of this fine brewery. <laughs> Just before we went on, I went to grab uh, some merch boxes from the car, and I saw him, 
and some kids started talking to me, and I didn't listen to a word this kid said because all I could, I'm just looking at this guy like, is yeah. that him? It looked so Did much he like reincarnate our into a full grown man. I know a lot of times when someone passes, like something will happen, like a Did butterfly. Did they clone my friend? Butterfly lands on your shoulder, and you'll be like, it's him, or something, because you're emotional, and like anything has meaning at that point. Yep. This dude was a clone. Like he looked so much like our friend. It was wild. And then when we ended too. I was packing up the mer- I'm sorry, the uh, the equipment while you started selling some merchandise, and I saw him. You guys were chatting already, and I was like, I want to go get a picture with him yeah. before he leaves. And then by the time I was finished packing, couldn't find him, not around. And 15 minutes later, like it turns out he hadn't left. And I was like, Dude, can I get a photo? I was like a fan of his. Yeah, I, I, gave I had him a to brief, hit the group uh, chat. Like, look who we found. I gave him a brief explanation, and I gave him a big old hug. It, it felt nice. Yeah, to give him a hug. He gave like a proxy a shoulder hug. to cry on. <laughs> Uh, yeah, it was, it was good. And then uh, Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh was pretty great. We played at a restaurant, and it was awesome. Pittsburgh isn't our um, biggest fan base. No. We know that. But we haven't been there in many years, so it's like we don't want to uh, ignore the fans we do have either. And there was even a point, a couple people, I think, were like apologizing on behalf of the turnout. That'll happen at shows sometimes. Big fans will notice that it's not like a packed sellout crowd. So they'll be like, hey, sorry about the turnout in my city. Like We right. got to do better. And it's like, dude. Not only did we we have a decent turnout on a Sunday night in one of our for a Sunday night at the Hard Rock big, Cafe, it was not a big market for us. This will suffice. We I, crushed it. I think like every single person there got in line to buy merchandise. Yeah, they and cleaned up. We our made merch table. We made more than I don't know. I was gonna say Baltimore and Medford combined, but Medford showed out. To, it's crazy. Everybody, that's that's how you can make it. You know, all of this like. Uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Like discouragement I've put on myself in some of the recent episodes, mostly because I'm just bummed we haven't had a show. Uh-huh. It's like it doesn't matter if it's not packed. The people that are there, they're just like, all right, give me one of everything. I want that shirt, that shirt, that shirt, all of your CDs, and I'll take a vinyl. And it's like, right. well, damn, dude. And then there's another line of like dozens of people. So even if you have like, I don't know, we probably had 70 people. On Sunday we in Pittsburgh, which is pretty fucking good pack, to me. <laughs> yeah, we're not packing arenas, especially if seventy people. Uh, the folks we do bring out buy they support. They support awesome. largely. Uh, so yeah, turned out to not be miserable. I was just cranky, uh, angry. It didn't get off to a great start too because we went to pick up a rental car at Hertz Rental Car, and uh, the dude. He first of all, he spends like twenty five minutes helping somebody in front of me, and they're just like their card. It's like, oh, there's no money on your card. And then she goes on her phone to like transfer funds and tries again. Like, it should be on there. No, no money. I'm like, oh, can you fucking skip this bitch and get to me? Like, I got to get on the road. We got to drive to Baltimore. Uh, so he spends a whole bunch of time with her. And then when he gets to me, he says, uh, we don't have the car that you reserved. We only have electric cars. Like, we have Teslas. I don't get how this is still a thing. And you didn't. You couldn't send us an email People this morning, last night. People have been joking about this concept for decades. And yeah, it know. still happens. Uh Get your shit together. I rented the thing. Don't give it to someone else. He was probably dealing with me for for five or six minutes. And then... uh, You should have told him you you didn't have sufficient funds. He would have given you all fucking day. He said... uh, He he called one location and said that they didn't answer. And he was like, sorry, I I called the nearest location and they didn't answer. And I was like, well, can you call a couple other ones? Like, we do need a vehicle and we need to get on the road. And he basically said, you call them. I have other people to help. And I was like, you just helped this fucking lady with her credit card for 25 minutes. Right. It's like, and they got a car. He basically they got a said, car in the end. I was here's like, my dick. Go jam it up your ass. <laughs> um, Fuck hurts. Hurts sucks. So yeah, we had to, we were Avis delayed hours. Uh, all day. Right at the beginning, but that sucks too, man. That's, that's stressful having to get a car like immediately. That's why you reserve something weeks in advance like we usually do. And if they don't have it, now you're calling places like, can I get something right now? 
It's like mm-hmm. everything now is like mm-hmm. apps. Nobody fucking just. We went to a Starbucks where like I walked in. I was like, hey, can I get a coffee? And they're like, that's not how we do this. Like, what? Go back to your car. Get on the app. Download a thing on your phone. Spend five minutes entering your card information. I'd never seen that before. It was pickup only. It's like you get in there and there's just a just Crazy. as many employees, but no one to take your money. They just keep putting finished drinks on a table with fucking name tags on them and stuff. And I was like, huh. I guess this is they easier. Can't take, we stopped at another Starbucks uh, yesterday on the ride home. And I watched a guy order a coffee. And then he pulls out his money to pay. And they go... We can't take cash right now. So they didn't explain it. The guy was so fucking dumbfounded. They poured his drink and they wound up just giving it to him anyway, like they should. Yeah. Um, it didn't even register that he got a free drink because he was still so like, how can you not take cash? It's a physical thing. I hand it to you and now I paid for it. You're not being fat. You don't need a computer to process the payment. It's the one thing that you should always be able to take. And That's what I was saying, too. It's like they'll probably fucking put a convenience charge on the pickup-only locations, too. Oh, isn't it convenient that you can just walk in and grab this? They'll probably add 25 cents to the drinks or something, too. It's like, no, it's not. It's got the Starbucks logo on a building. I walked in, like, can I get coffee? And they're like, hey, take a lap, try again. <laughs> Unbelievable. Um, so, yeah, I guess those were the highlights of the weekend. Yeah. What else? Fun time. Uh AI Biden, that was a good time. AI Biden. <laughs> um, yeah, the weekend mostly consisted of us doing our our new Ice Spice impression. I don't know how it took us so long to do an Ice Spice impersonation. You guys want to hear our Ice Spice impersonation? That boy is an op. That dude is an op. My booty go clap. The duty go plop. We met on an op. The, the boy booty is go op. plop. Keep it a stock. <laughs> Smoking a gas. He ordered an op. I'm sending a bop. The dude is an op. The booty go clap. Give that, it a stop. That dude is the op. He ordered the op. I'm sending it back. All their songs sound exactly the same. The dude is a munch. She a home mood. Keep it a stock. Those are three different songs I just did, by the way. Those are three songs that we listened to on the ride. That <laughs> <laughs> he did. Um, so, yeah, we said that 500 million times. We did. We kind of exhausted the da-da-da and the, the duty go plot. <laughs> we turned everything into da-da-da. It stopped like, Thinking I'm funny, good enough. Grab my da-da-da. But that doesn't mean we stopped doing it. <laughs> I know. It's going to be least funny on this episode since yeah. we're at the tail end of five days of doing it. Right. But It's not a tail end. It's a da-da-da. I don't care if this whole episode sounds like da-da-da. <laughs> That's what I was saying. I'm sitting half a fucking live outside of Medford like, dude, I feel like da-da-da. <laughs> <laughs> dude, this is da-da-da. <laughs> um, I guess let's do some obituaries. Get me out of this fucking. Where'd my thing go? Oh boy, you ready? Goody not 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 mop mop mop. We're not gonna hit him with the AI Biden though. I mean, oh, that'll be highly wreck on Patreon. I mean, <laughs> now we gotta reconnect. Yeah, I mean, we what we did is that we at some point got reminded of uh, the whole January sixth choir doing the um. What's, what is it? The song with Trump? Is it the National Anthem? Or is it the Pledge of, Pledge Allegiance? of Allegiance? I think they're singing the National Anthem. He's saying the Pledge of Allegiance. It's a it's a mashup. Oh, right. It's like a, a round. Indivisible. Like, row, 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 row your boat. And so I don't know what reminded us that that exists, but it's the greatest thing of all time. Uh, we just started... If uh, we're not going to play it, let's not do it. We just started shopping President's Spotify's. And it turns out Joe Biden got the heaters. His girl is a bum to me Like that boy is a cap Sandy home But I know where he at Like Betty blowing her back Thinking about me Cause he know that ass fat Damn And it been what it been Calling his phone like Yo send me your pen Ducking my shit Cause he know what 
suit or with my hoodie up. Just listen to this verse, folks. They say that I'm good enough. Grabbing my da-da-da. Think about shit that I shouldn't. Uh, so I tell them it's one of me. Grabbing my da-da-da. No, just listen to this verse, folks. It's fucking gold. Ball so hard, motherfuckers want to find me. <laughs> um, so yeah, AI Biden rules. Yeah, there's something about hearing... Grabbing my da-da-da rules. Like a, perf- a perfect computer-generated uh, imitation of your president <laughs> saying the N-word that's just... <laughs> I just love it. It's funny that uh, like every president has a Spotify, or at least the most recent ones do. You yeah. know? There's no Abe Lincoln one. Is, does Abe Lincoln have a Spotify? Let me not talk Abe Lincoln. Well, uh, but Biden's, yeah, Joe Biden has, but it's not him, obviously. He doesn't have one, but there's a bunch of parodies. Obama has a Spotify. For which what? I think is like spoken word stuff. He's got like a few audiobooks. Um, obviously, Trump is destroying all of them in monthly streams. Indivisible. Indivisible. <laughs> all right, whatever, dude. We're wasting time. Let's do some obits. Let's listen to the Jan 6 choir, then do some obits. <laughs> Somebody died, now we're pouring one up in their memory. This is me doing God. Bob Barker, come on down! That's you doing Satan. Come on down! Wow, dude. Well, you'd go up if you were going to heaven. Matt thinks Bob Barker's in hell. Term thinks Bob Barker's in hell because he said down. (laughs) It would have been up if it was heaven. You you follow it all? (laughs) I thought Bob Barker been dead. Everyone thought Bob Barker had been dead. I truly, like, I feel like I would have known this. Bobby B. How old was he? 99. What? So close. This bitch couldn't make it to 100? Pussy. Bob Barker, <laughs> Betty White. <laughs> we got to stop doing this bit. Just calling <laughs> recently deceased bitches and pussies yeah, every no. week. <laughs> it sucks, dude. It's not cool. All right. This is why I had Holiday Inn on the brain. Uh, some wrestler died. He was like 35. Uh, Bray Wyatt, and I believe he was 36. That ain't his name, though. Did you see his real name? Uh, yeah, but I... This guy was named after a hotel. R- yeah, the Hotel Rwanda. Wyndham Rotunda. <laughs> That's it. How is that a name and not a place? That's a sick name. The Wyndham he from? Rotunda. He's got to be from, like, uh, Hawaii or something. Hell no. Did you see <laughs> that guy? He looks like trailer trash. Wyndham... <laughs> Once again, you see that guy that just died? Sweetheart. Heck of a guy. Gone too soon. He looks like trash. Yeah, he's he born like in trash. Florida. He's <laughs> trash. He was trash. R.I.P. Right. My bad. Oh, man. He was banging JoJo. So why are you playing Holiday Inn? I don't know. It's a hotel. He sounds like a hotel. <laughs> this guy's name. Got it. We forgot to mention, too, that when we were... Uh, at the Pittsburgh Hotel, we saw Morgan Wallen's uh, tour bus or his equipment truck. I always say Morgan Whalen. I believe it's Wallen. Like Whalen Smithers. Well, I believe you're wrong. That's all right. I'm cool with that. <laughs> Slapped up his, uh, his uh, well, it wasn't his tour bus. No, it was like the big equipment. It was uh, his trailer. Look, Morgan Wallen isn't staying at the hotel I we're know, staying dude, at. dude. He's an everyman. His driver might be, you know? His, equi- his roadies probably fucking stay at the Holiday Inn. Yeah. Um... But yeah, term slapped up a fucking Palmer Squares sticker on the back of his like very well painted decaled. At gave me a boost with his hands. Old it was school. awesome. It was very cute. Um, yeah, Bray Wyatt. I guess it's uh, he had a heart attack or 
He had like heart failure. I had an article, but I'm not looking at it. Um, where's this guy here? What was going on? I guess he was supposed to be taking like a, a medicine that he wasn't on or something. Uh, he told his girlfriend he was going to take a nap on Thursday. She became concer- uh, concerned when his alarm was going off about an hour later without stopping. Um, he was discovered in his bed not breathing and turning blue. His girlfriend called 911 as her mother attempted CPR, but he was later pronounced dead at the hospital. Um, cops spoke with Wyndham's immediate family members who said he had COVID in March 2023 and developed heart complications, causing him to have a weak lower part of his heart. Uh, before he died, Wyndham was hospitalized for a heart issue, and he had a follow-up appointment with doctors the morning he died and was advised to continue wearing an external heart defibrillator, a device designed to treat people experiencing sudden cardiac arrest. So, yeah, I guess he just went to the heart doctor, and then they told him to, like, wear this thing. Right. And they well, did. I wonder he if there was something between him. getting COVID and having heart failure, such as a treatment for COVID. Possibly, but why would he get a vaccine, a after, vaccine after getting COVID only six months ago? I don't know, because the government and the media hammered it into everyone's heads that that's the right thing to do, even though getting the thing should... I still remember learning that give you immunity for getting COVID is like there's immunity that comes with that. So why would you rush out to get a vaccine if you just had it? Because natural immunity is a conspiracy theory, you <laughs> fucking Republican <laughs> asshole. Jerk off, idiot, loser, moron. What are you, gay? Right. My bad. <laughs> I don't know. It just sounds like leaving uh, something out there. It could be, but he also looks Probably like... Probably not. He's... He also looks like he lives off of the diet of the Medford food trucks, <laughs> right. mac and cheeseburgers. Yeah, and WWF wrestlers dying before 40 has always been a thing, long yeah. before COVID. Yeah, Terry Funk just died, and he made it like twice as long, which is nuts. How about that? How uh, about that? How the fuck I think did Terry he was Funk in his make 70s. it that old? Yeah, Terry Funk was... How did he not die from like a bed of thumbtacks 50 years ago? Yeah, he was the ultra hardcore dude. It was like death matches in Japan with Mick Foley and stuff. The best. I told you I just watched Beyond the Mat. Yeah. God, what a G, Terry Funk. We got a real Terry Funk and he's dead. Yeah, he's dead. Motherfucking Terry Funk bit the dust. Uh, it looks like there was a... Um, a race car driver that died in a car wreck, too. <gasps> a race car wreck? No, just road rage, actually. Huh. Ashley uh, Albertson. How about that? And they say that her uh, fiancé was driving the car in the road rage death. Wow. Dipshit move, letting the not-pro driver drive. Right. Um, All right, her fault. I'm kind of just breezing through fault. everything. I don't know. We should be spending more time on this, but every... In the first 30 seconds of every obit, we're just calling them bitches and assholes. (laughs) No, no, no. Her boyfriend's the asshole. This bitch was all right. Yeah, she was cool. Um, I guess that's all I got. I know you got one more in the chamber. Got? Yeah. Yeah. Wrestlers, Bob Barker, the ironic race car drivers, road rage death. Well, it is with great sadness to report that the lead singer of the Chicago punk legends, the Effigies, uh, John Kesdy passed away this weekend after another tragedy. A lot of tragedies. Yeah, the bad news just uh, doesn't really stop coming. Uh, Lead singer John Kesdy, 64, dies in bike crash. 
Because some fucking Amazon driver opened his door without looking. For the folks that don't know, that's uh, Term's dad's band is the Effigies. Yeah. So this isn't just uh, Chicago news, but, you know, personal news as well, where you took a phone call probably a day or two into our road trip. Actually, before we left for the trip, my dad texted saying, uh, Kesdi's in critical condition, doesn't look good. Yeah. Um, <coughs> I don't think we even made it to Baltimore and before I got another text saying they're they're probably about to take him off life support. Yeah. Uh, apparently, according to my dad, he was without a pulse at the time that the ambulance arrived at the scene. So it must have been a pretty fucking hard crash. And uh, they, they tried to keep him alive on machines. Yeah, he must have been cruising, dude. Yeah. Because, like, so he's in a bike lane. There's an Amazon Prime delivery truck parked Illegally. in the bike lane. And, uh, yeah, opens the door without looking and... Whack. Fatal. Like, we, we've all seen a movie where the cab door opens and a guy flips over on his bike and shit. Where it's, like, <laughs> <laughs> it's like, holy shit, dude, that must have been one hell of a collision. Um, I took this excerpt from a review. Um, if some people mistook punk for sophomoric self-absorption, anti-intellectualism, or snot-nosed whining, there was growling John Kesdy's gripping lyrics... Impassioned delivery, spewing reasoned disgust, sarcasm, and satirical barbs at the endemic political corruption, particularly Chicago's, the social hypocrisy and stupidity and abuses of the system. The effigies were always known for being a little more working class, slightly intellectual uh, societal takes, more than just your average, you know, Fuck the world. Let's get fucked up. Yeah. Uh, punk music. Pitchfork, actually. I and, read... Uh, and Kesdy was the voice of the effigies. He wrote the lyrics to every song. There was like a good write-up in uh, in Pitchfork. They made a name for themselves, and Chicago was one of the few local punk bands of the time blending together influences like Killing Joke, The Buzzcocks, and Sex Pistols for an effortlessly cool take on punk and post-hardcore. With a melodic yet energetic tone, Kesdy often sang about local politics, hypocrisy, and corruption. Their debut EP, debut uh, 1981's Haunted Town, helped popularize the use of the Chicago flag, which is partially displayed on the cover art as a signifier of cultural pride in the underground. They founded their own label, Ruthless Records, the same year. Um, and then there's a quote from Kesdy, that first Sex Pistols record told me to get up and do it. I pumped gas to save money and dropped out of school because I had to be in a band. Uh, most bands are afraid to stand up and say, this is what I really believe in. Uh, the real reason to be in a band is to put yourself in a community, and if not, to create one around you. Uh, that's just one excerpt of a otherwise good write-up I was looking at earlier, too. Um, Wild. Yeah. And uh, you said they were working on new stuff, too. They they just finished recording a new album. It's, it's like, done. The next step was to start, you know, looking around for live performance opportunities, festival lineups, and whatnot. So yeah. uh, this throws a giant wrench in the gears of everything. Um, not to mention, last year... Uh, at the mass shooting on July 4th Holy in shit. Highland Park, Illinois. Right. Kesdy was present, and he was struck in the arm uh, by one of the shooter's bullets that I, I think went right in and out his arm uh, and was thankfully not a serious injury, but... Survives a mass shooting a year ago. Survives a very near-death experience. He was, you know, like standing next to two or three of the the fatal victims. Yeah. You get this new lease on life, and it lasts one fucking year till some guy opens his car door without looking. Crazy. It's fucking nuts. Uh, here's a shot 
for to John. All those, mostly John. Yeah, this week's obits was a real fuck you, fuck you, fuck you. You're, you're cool. cool. <laughs> so apologies to everybody else. And it's not lost on me that I chose the song Body Bag. It's probably their biggest song. It's time for bag questions. Readle doodle readle doodle readle doodle yeah. DPS report. The boy is a dudda. Grab my dudda. Suck on my dudda. Pushing a fart up my dudda. Break another one. No, it's just a queef. Literally break wind. All right, this is from Thomas. Um. It says Medford Show. Great show in New Jersey Saturday. My little guy is also a huge fan and was pumped he got to high-five you two and hit the gritty on the way out. Hell yeah, that was a highlight too. Remember that kid hitting the gritty on the way out? I stopped rapping to say, oh, hit that gritty! Yeah, I I tried to (laughs) five him again and he just grittied right past me. Cold, dude. I'm a chump. Uh, Sorry for sneaking out early. My oldest son had his... uh, Period. <laughs> My oldest son had this even f- event for his house blowing up due to a meth lab explosion across the street. Holy cow, buddy. Remember that annoying girl? She told us about that. She said that oh, her yeah. landlord blew up, you know, their apartment building cooking meth or something. I don't know, I wasn't really listening. She's very annoying. <laughs> anyway, we were outside all day and hanging out, um hanging on by the time the show started. It was yeah, it was like they're it's like a festival day. Everybody's walking around open container. Oh, it was playing music on the porch day. <laughs> Big deal. Um. Anyway, we were going oh, hanging on by the time it started. I had some T-shirts for you guys too. Plus, I need some merch. Uh, but I'll have to hit up the website now. Thanks for a great show. Sincerely, the guy that brought his kids to the bar, Tommy. Yeah. Uh, and for real, I know he like opened up talking about mostly like looking inward. That why do we dread something that is going to? I guess we just didn't know, but be so much fun. Right. Uh. You know. Make, shout out Farm Truck Brewing for sure. So many people's nights. The bartenders were some of the like. They were fucking going nuts for us. It was great. I saw them like dancing and like when Mumble Rapper came on, for some reason the bar staff was like, yeah. oh, like this is our shit. Questionable pop <laughs> behind the bar during Mumble Rapper. Um, and they were very nice. I just like, yeah, we did. We both showed up in this like dehydrated. What the fuck is that all Stayed about? up till 7 a.m. the night before Mood and we we're just like, Dude, this is going to be da da da. But uh, they were awesome. The and fuck do you like my song for? The brewery was awesome. The staff was awesome. Yeah. And the fans were fucking awesome. And the locals, like I said, old folks, they were like, Honey, get a load of these cats. Like, everything was going over so well. I couldn't believe it. And one big shout-out as well to uh, the Bunch of Scrubs, the band that opened up. They played huge, the first. Huge shout-out. Uh, because Bunch of Scrubs. They were... I was like, right as soon as they finished, I go to the bartender, who's just... He's not a music guy. He's not the sound man. This isn't a sound place. It's just, hey, dude, is there a, is there someone I could talk to about music? I'm... I'm wondering if someone has like an interface box to plug and he goes oh no the band's gotta you guys gotta run all your own stuff and we're like i know there's just like one missing link that's gonna make it really hard for us and then right then the dude from the band walks up and he's like oh what's up dude nice to meet you i was like hey i'll talk to you and they had a fucking a plug-in you know so we basically used their equipment to make it all work so i don't think the show would have happened if those guys weren't also part of uh the event so shout out bunch of scrubs um and thomas says p.s I watched Misery last night, and it got me thinking about some of your lyrics. Out of the two of you, who has the least desirable lyric that you'd want to live through? For example, Kathy and Misery, or Ball Peen Hammer, Caving in Your Cranium. Uh, Maybe Spike Bat to the Nutsack? Hmm. Well, I mean, yeah, those are three good ones. Right. Yeah, we don't know our own lyrics at all, really, so... 
Um, I mean, it's just this vast ocean that we're trying to pick a drop out of right now. James Khan like, lives, so ball peen hammer worse than whatever Kathy does in misery to him, hobbling. But what, what else is, is ball peen hammer caving in your cranium from uh, a reference? Or are you just saying that? Uh, is it from like a movie? No, I don't think so. So when you say caving in your cranium, like that implies death. Killing or maybe you. it's just. Yeah, I guess caved in. There's no surviving that. I was right. trying to weasel my way out of this. Like that person, that fictitious person lived as well. No, we talked before about how that song was called Butterball Bean. Yep. And I still think we should have just called it that. I agree. And uh, <laughs> Told ball, you. the ball peen hammer line was just coming out of, uh, it was just rhyming the old hook of ball, uh, Butterball Bean, Ball Bean, Ball Peen Hammer. Yeah. That's the only reason I wrote that. <laughs> There's worse ones though. It's like I mean, all of rape room. The nuts with the spike bat is Wu Tang, but uh, right. Letting the kids watch to see the awful things I that's said waiting I was, for I was them. Rape the babysitter while the the kids that they're sitting is watching. <laughs> Notice I said they because I'll rape a man also. Right. And sh- like shitting down, like cutting off someone's head and then shitting down their neck. That's pretty bad. Yeah. I don't want that to happen to me. Uh, all right. Here's another. Uh, here's a voicemail. I had a call in because the beginning of uh, this week was the funniest shit ever with the hot guy's bug. Because I saw that exact same video pop up on Pornhub. And yeah. I was going to like watch it because the girl looked super sexy, but the, the actual angles and filming of it was super trash. So I was trying as I am an accent. I was watching my gay little dick. Uh, anyway, <laughs> my question was because you played the all Anthony song that's been blowing up. But do you guys listen to any singer-songwriter country like uh, Bailey Zimmerman or Zach Bryan? Um because I feel like Terrence could do a real good cover of that. Anyway, love y'all, boys. Peace. This guy's phone sucks. Yeah, do me a favor. Grab your phone. Throw it in a bathtub. You calling from Milwaukee, Tucky? I catch a niner in there. Um, Terms more of the country guy, but I don't think it's any of that modern stuff you're talking about. Yeah, modern country names. I can only think of a few. I've like heard of Zach Bryan, Tyler Childers, and uh, Sturgill I've, Simpson. I know Luke Combs is a guy. Don't like him. Right. Don't Re- care for Zach Bryan. Remember when we were. Um, we shot the Rohypnol video at the L.A. Conservatory or whatever that was. Yes, uh, there was. There's a venue there. That was Luke Combs. That was wasn't Luke it? Combs. Yeah, and that's the first time I ever saw. Or yeah, the name, and it was like it was chaos. A zillion people, zillion cars. Were out and we're like, there what is going? Why Luke did we Combs. pick this as lo- the location tonight? You know, like we're competing with the biggest event yeah, in the city. We're dumb. Yeah, on on brand. Right. Um. So yeah, and I no, I don't listen to any of that stuff. Not that there's anything wrong with that. Yeah, I've I've been very open about my Sturgill Simpson love, and, uh, and here's Tyler is like a a cohort of his. Yeah. I like Tyler Childers. I really don't know his music all that well, but I saw him live once. It was it was really great. What about Morgan Whalen? <laughs> that guy loves us. Here's uh, one more thing, real quick. Hey, Sherman Act. This is uh, Andrew in Phoenix, Arizona. Um, been a fan for a long time of the music and now been a fan for a while of the podcast. Yeah! Um, I was just listening to the, the, uh, double-sided, uh, Napalm and Spooky Language album, uh, that I got last time you guys were here in Phoenix. Hello! Uh, and just kind of looking at it and just think it's pretty fucking cool. Um, I don't, I haven't seen another clear record like this, although I probably haven't seen a ton of records or some of them, a ton of them. Um, thought it was pretty unique and, um, Kind of wondering if you guys 
if anything sticks out for you when you think about like an album that's unique, maybe it's the uh, what is he talking maybe it's the cover about? art or something that came with it or anything like that. But God. yeah, curious to hear uh, what you think. And uh, thanks. And you know, uh, eat the rich something. What? I don't know what the fuck you just said, little mm. kid. <laughs> you special, man. You reached out. Um, you touched it the heart. Really unique vinyls. We're just playing, dude. You rule. The one I can think of that's the most unique in, that I've ever really come across, like we've mentioned before, Mayor Hawthorne had a vinyl that was red and shaped like a heart. Yeah. I think it was only for a single because, you know... Didn't Jack White do something like quite a, a bit of the album? If you Dylan shave it had like a Jack heart. White's album, and there was something. Dylan has Jack White's album. Yes, <laughs> pretty sure it was Dylan. Man, I'm gonna ream his ass. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm gay. Yeah, I don't know. No, but I forget what it was. But it was something like I just um, at a glance, it was cool. He showed it to me once, and I was like, oh, I didn't know you could do that with an. I forget what it was that was like shaped some cool ass way. I was looking up uh, Jack some of my dad's albums because I was going to recommend the Epigees today, and uh, I wanted to recommend Word to Machine. It's my favorite release of theirs. It's only a four song EP. But in researching it, I found someone on the internet uh, informing me that if I hold the Word to Machine album up to the light, it's actually purple. How do you like that? Yeah, and if uh, nothing else... Is that can, a fun fact? <laughs> are you having fun? We can use this uh, as a segue just to say that we are working on a Junkyard Samurai vinyl. And That's we're at the right. point now where we were just looking at, like, yeah, the the style. The cut, like a splash or a half and half, you know? There's all sorts of different, like, I think style we've options. settled on one that I think is really cool. Yeah, it's uh, different B- than Bishop what we've done Bishop sent us in the an past. example, and it... I uh, you responded before I did, or somebody did, and I was it was the one yeah. I thought ruled. So I was glad we were all in the the same accord so there. Those are those are. Um, I don't know how soon that's coming, but I would say before the end of the year, like probably by you know October November holiday, in time for Christmas, we, we might have a junkyard right. junkyard one side A junkyard two side B. I uh, do believe uh, you and I will receive test prints this week. Yeah. So yeah, we were all drunk. In exciting. Baltimore. Shout out Bishop for making everything happen, but it was like. He had test prints, and he forgot to give them to us. He gave you our check, and then he texted me, like, did you get the check? And I was like, Seth, do you have that? And he's like, no. And I was like, we didn't get the check. So then he Venmoed us, and then we found the check. And then he inadvertently stole my massage gun. (laughs) Shut up. You left it. Uh, And And you didn't just leave the massage gun. You put the whoopee cushions. Yep. In, in like, the massage That's why box. I'm OCD. The whoopee cushions would never go anywhere but the same thing that the beat pad is in. But you, uh, you, you took the beat pad. But like Probably I thought, not, I thought you I'm had the whoopies. You. I don't know. And, I'm definitely uh, blaming you. You took the whoopies. Hey, you know what made it to the next show? The beat pad. <laughs> I was like, "Where's my fart noise?" And then, like I was saying, the next morning in Baltimore, Bishop comes to the Airbnb at like 11 a.m., which we got to bed like three hours earlier. I'm hungover as da da da. I'm sleeping on the couch, and then he starts. First, he starts cleaning up. When we find out later, he's got the, the Airbnb for like two more days. You don't need to clean up right now. And then he's like puts on a soundtrack to his cleanup, which is our music, just playing full blast off of his phone. <laughs> so I'm woken up by golden gloves playing off of a phone speaker. <laughs> First thing in the morning. Uh, turn it off. <laughs> turn it off. So I have to get up and like angrily walk over. He's like, "Hey, good morning, term." And I just like walk right past him and turn it turn it off on Muff his phone. Him. <laughs> uh yeah. We're a little bit moody that next morning. 
No, you know. I think um, you wake up anyone with their own music, they'll rightfully march over and turn it off. That's we got to do a, like a public service announcement to the fans we do hang out with. That didn't happen at all this weekend other than the, the time you're just talking about. But like, that'll happen, you know. Like someone will just start all playing your out. song. The last thing I want to hear is my music. There's sometimes I'm talking with fans on the sidewalk, and one of them just starts playing like Stony Broke on their phone. Are you retarded? While we're talking, I'm like, "What is this? Are you fucking retarded? Are you a retard? <laughs> I can't believe that." And I have to like, "Hey at- Matt, Matt, should we kill this retarded guy?" <laughs> at this point, it's like I don't have too much pride or whatever. I'll be like, "Dude, you gotta shut that shit up. Please stop. Cut that shit, or I'm fucking leaving now." It's not even like that I don't like myself. That doesn't even no, have to no, be no. part of the that equation. Factors in. That is it. But that doesn't have to be it. If you meet anyone and your response mid-conversation is to pull out your phone and start playing the thing they do that made them a, made you a fan of them, sucks. you're autistic. That's, like, that's not normal social behavior. That's not how you relate to a person that you're a fan of. That's not how you talk to a person you're a fan of. You stink. <laughs> Yeah, it's crazy when that happens. I mean, it makes more such sense when, outrageous behavior. when they'll start playing Unrelatable. their music. Even that is like, ah, we don't got to do all bad this. enough, but Exactly. It's but tolerable. it's not as bad as our own music. If somebody puts their shit on, like, yo, can I spit you some bars or can I show you this thing? No, I'm like literally bending my ear. Like I'm leaning into their phone because like it's I'm loud. I'm trying Everybody, to rip it off of my head so I don't have to hear this anymore. I'm <laughs> bending a, it off of my body. Vehicles passing. We're having, we're carrying on conversation. <laughs> and someone's like, here, let me play this really low audio of a song I made on SoundCloud off my phone with no speaker. Like, oh, that's a good time. Oh, that's sweet. good. Let's do that now. Yeah. If somebody says they want to rap for me, I usually say, like, that's chill. I, I'm not thrilled about it. But it's like, hey, look, I'm a big deal. Right. I'm only in town for the night. When are you going to get a chance to do this again? I usually say that's chill. And if I say that's chill, I usually mean kill me now. Uh, all right, let's just plug it up and move to Paige. You know what I'm saying? Thanks to, uh, to everybody that came out again over the weekend. There were a couple of shows that we thought were going to be not. To the, honestly, it sort of went in reverse expectation. Or like yes. It was all over the place. Baltimore, we knew was going to smash, and it did, but we fucked up too slow. We were we were emotional about our friend's service Out of the, the same three, day. Baltimore is the one I wish I could redo the most. For sure. And we had the I shortest- I was very uh, in my head. For sure. Up there. Um, also, Bishop posted a, like a clip of like Jarv rapping and me standing next to him. And I'm such a fucking nerd. I hate it, dude. <laughs> fucking like 15 you years suck! doing this. Still got no rhythm. You Look like a fucking it! dweeb up there. Man, you corny. Anyway, after uh, we're going to get into some more commentary that you received recently on oh, Facebook right. on the Patreon episode. After Medford, though, I was like, well, Pittsburgh's going to suck. You know, it's at a restaurant. Sunday night is tough. Medford was somehow good. It's Sunday. This is going to blow dogs. <laughs> and it wasn't. It was fucking fun. It's because we. it's been and so we long. we crushed it at the merch table. It's been so long. It's been months. We forgot. That's what happened. We forgot that our fans fucking rule. Yeah. And even if it's not a pack, it oh, wasn't. These we weren't signed like, the guy's butt cheeks. For sure we did. <laughs> you see they posted a picture? No. <laughs> Gotta get that. I need something to whack off to later. Stop going so hard on the whoopies, dude. You're going to blow your asshole out. Um, you blow an O-ring. Yeah, it was so great. And uh, I just, yeah, I forget that our fans, it's not just like having to perform. It's like, dude, we could we could do this. We could go up there and blow off fart noises and they'd still buy a t-shirt. We, really you know what could. Saying? we could do and, six by the way, songs. We crushed it. We didn't have, we didn't just do farts. We totally killed it and we only got better as the weekend went on. So we really got to start playing more shows. 
Uh, anyways, what uh, else? Come see us in Ohio. Right, the next show. Nelson Ledges, Garrettsville, Ohio. We're going to be with Bad Fish at their Fall Bad Fish Weekend Fest, but we're playing on September 22nd. You can get tickets on our website, palmersquares.com. Is that a Friday? I think that's the Friday. Friday. Um, and we're going to be at Skank Fest this year. And... Halloween, Fort Walton Beach, Florida with Tropidelic, and then uh, also opening for Trop, Jacksonville, Florida, November 1st, Deland, Florida, November 2nd, Stewart, Florida, November 3rd, and we just uh, confirmed two yes. other Floridian dates. Do you have the info on those? I do. On November 4th, we will be at Oscura in Bradenton, Florida with uh, Dale and the Z-Dubs. We are opening that show. Yeah, we're opening uh, this we're whole opening little, all those shows. Yeah, the whole thing in, in November is us supporting. And then on the 5th, we will be in Melbourne, Florida. Melbourne. Melbourne at the Crown Plaza. The show is from 2 to 6. It's a uh, wrap it's an, on your porch day. It's an afternoon show, and it's free. And oh, yeah. I think think it's all ages we're still waiting to hear back confirmation on the age limits yeah uh, well or like you'll see the announcement coming real soon but yeah we are gonna try and uh <laughs> put together a couple of other anytime we can i don't know we're gonna we're not going anywhere we're gonna be down there in the panhandle mm -hmm. so uh we're trying to fill that time before we get to atlanta on november 10th and murfreesboro tennessee on november 11th those two shows as well open it for tropidelic on their tour um don't forget by the way uh for the patrons you can now connect your spotify to patreon and your patreon to spotify for prospective patrons if you want to go sign up because we do we have a video element on the patreon shows now the test video went okay so let's try it again this week um yeah sign up and then it's so easy to listen to the audio episodes on spotify we know that's where most of you like to listen to the podcast so do that um tps sports podcast might come to youtube for the free episodes but we'll see in the meantime we're trying it on Patreon. And um, I think we're going to do another live stream. I think it's going to be September 16th. Uh, we'll give you more info real yeah! soon. This hasn't been officially announced, but we're going to try and do a live stream across all our socials, performing for a few hours on September 16th. That's a Saturday. It'll be Saturday afternoon. And um, tune in for that. We're going to try and get some donations for some wing money, but mostly to just... Uh, pay off the cost of the new podcast camera and uh, it's just been a long time it's been I like a year righty, patreon blah 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 tbs sports podcast at gmail.com and 708-797-3079 give us a call um or get some merch palmersquares.com slash shop send us gifts right. to our p.o box at palmer squares p.o box 47772 Chicago, Illinois, 60647. Um, besides that, we're going to go over to Patreon and uh, talk about all of the all of the commentary we've been receiving on a, yeah. a little viral snippet we put on Facebook last week. Didn't know it was doing so well, or I guess so poorly. Yeah, <laughs> but at the end of the day, I don't give crap. <laughs> Anywho. Oh, yeah, Planet of the Shapes, vinyl records, double disc. Still available at bishoprecords.com. Grab one of those if you haven't yet. And I had a fucking outro song in mind. I think it was from our pal Benjamin Buck. Benjamin Buckingham. Released a new album, Backburner 97. And this is what looks like the title track, The Backburner, produced by Static Selecta.
So uh, enjoy that. Get it in the Smoochie Gang playlist. And we'll see you on Patreon in just a second. Had to throw it on the back burner The stove clicking, but it's different than the cash earned So go with it, the world moves fast And it's hard to get a grip It's hard to stay in place and not fall out for the grip I had to throw it on the back burner The stove clicking, but it's different than the cash earned So go with it, the world moves fast And it's hard to get a grip It's hard to stay in place and not fall out for the grip Another 60 hour work week that's day in the day Yeah, a couple day jobs for when I couldn't keep the same rap Working nine to five, couple five to nines That's hours out the clock, I've been biding my time Set my sights on the grand scheme, no lack of planning, yeah I try my best to push the world around the planet, yeah The world's yours for whatever else you manifest But really now, I just wanna get this man some rest I'm close to burnout, worried about the turnout Wonder what other lessons I really needed to learn now Needed to find a balance surrounded by all these dead ends Focused on the talent, count the days until the bread's in Another bit of dose of medicine I set my sight, but reality is setting in Been working on it, I'm far from any sedatives, yo Success is relative, so what we tell our relatives Had to throw it on the back burner The stove clicking, but it's different than the cash earned So go with it, the world moves fast And it's hard to get the grip It's hard to stay in place and not fall out for the grip I had to throw it on the back burner The stove clicking, but it's different than the cash earned So go with it, the world moves fast and it's hard to get a grip It's hard to stay in place and not fall out for the grip This lifestyle took a hold of me, y'all Shaped and molded me Daily setting milestones, but name before a goal to reach But what success, set for late nights and steady stress Heavy is the crown, there's a weight weighing heavy on my chest Been weighing me down, I got the phantom of the options Feeling like I might drown It's more than the lifestyle, more than what we write down I take it deep, took some time for me to find out The crowd is gone, but I'm out the floor, dragging the trash to the dumpster, wishing I was on tour, cleaning up the venues where I used to perform, yeah, so don't ask me why I'm in it for more, I was sitting out for Onion Street, checking IDs, I remember back to Dozen Street, I did the same thing, or back on 6, hanging leathers on the marquee, the ticket taker, and marking hands out for the sharpie, back to 29th, looking where they getting in tonight, stocking up the fridge, hoping that I get some tips tonight, yeah, this shit really ain't sick. Right, right, right. Believe the hype. I had to throw it on the back burner. The stove clicking, but it's different than the cash earn. So go with it. The world moves fast, and it's hard to get the grip. It's hard to stay in place and not fall out for the grip. I had to throw it on the back burner. The stove clicking, but it's different than the cash earn. So go with it. The world moves fast, and it's hard to get the grip. It's hard to stay in place and not fall out for the grip.